What's up, people? You're listening to Connect EHL, a podcast dedicated to inspiring conversations with passionate people at EHL. I'm Rohit Menon, your campus connector, and I'm interacting with some of the best minds in the community who strive to express themselves every day. What's up, guys? Welcome to the 12th episode of the Connect EHL podcast. We have William Zhang with us here today. Uh, and today we're just going to talk about a lot of his passions and uh, actually I've known William since AP we're in the same boss together uh, and ever since knowing him and seeing his Instagram post he's always been a passionate person about MMA and martial arts yes uh, so let's start with that man oh sure man so MMA was like definitely my passion yeah so it actually I would say it sh- it helped me to become who I am today uh, I started MMA like one was in USA during secondary school. Okay. Yeah, I started actually because I used to get bullied a lot in school, and I was always uh, like the short, weak guy who always got like picked out. So one day I just walked into the gym, and then where I met my my co- my first coach. So he started to teach me like bodybuilding and also also MMA. Yeah. So I started to like really appreciate these sports as like. I believe it's a sport that teach you how to respect each other and also while also being able to defend yourself. Definitely, right? yeah. Okay. And then uh, when did that really start? So secondary school is what, 10th grade? Yeah, it's about like 9th grade. So I was okay. like 5 years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, ninth grade is like when kind of your kind of transformation starts. Yeah, know, definitely. Transformation journeys. And that's cool, man. Uh, so you took part in competitions. What is your martial arts uh, passion? Oh yeah, so I started. I started with kickboxing, mm-hmm. and then like to wrestling. I did wrestling in Japan. Yep. And then like I started to do like uh, amateur competition. Okay. So yeah, so I'm like a beginner level, but like I'm really passionate about MMA. It's it teach me like great life lesson. It's just, it's more than a sport for me. Okay. What are the major life lessons? Okay. Respecting others, but yeah. maybe what are some other things? You I would say discipline and dedication. I think those are the two very important factor in everyone's life. Yeah. So by doing like, by competing and doing MMA, it actually teach me how to be disciplined. I respect like my schedule and respect my diet. Oh, I know yeah. what I should do and what I should not do. And at the same time, it helps helps me to gain personal confidence. So I know what what I would do during like unexpected circumstances. All right. So then, this discipline and self awareness kind of translates into what you're doing now, which is why I was like, okay, I did not know this thing about William that you're organizing some events. Yeah. Right? And uh, so, how did this translate into now creating events? Yeah, so actually what MMA taught me is like you can do you can do everything if you have the dedication and mindset. So like just on the other hand, like I res- I really respect and look up to one per one person which is Elon Musk. Oh yeah. Yeah. So like at two th- he started SpaceX. Two thousand one he doesn't know anything about rockets. But two thousand seven he's an expert. So what I learned from him is challenge always uh, challenge authority and always like aim aim to stop or put your feet on the ground so I actually like I don't know I didn't know anything about music DJ and events uh, one year ago like I know nothing about it but then like 
I started to do my research and talking to different different experts in this industry. I started to gain an idea how can I improve this in a more innovative way and how can I change the industry. So I started to come up with more innovative ideas and like slowly, slowly I start to know learn more about this industry. And this started during your internship or before that? Uh, it was a year ago, so Bosque before Bosk three, yeah. Okay, okay. And so then, I started to have the idea during my first internship when I was in Hong Kong because Hong Kong is like the center of nightlife in Asia. Oh yeah. Yeah, where's the LKF, you know, the crazy straight. So yeah. I started to like, to have passion about this industry. I like to organize events and I like to create the sense of experience for people, like make them enjoy, make them happy. Yeah, for sure. And then I, I think I, I was in Hong Kong during my internship yeah. and uh, it's actually crazy. It's like how some concepts are so experiential yeah. that you get like transformed into a totally Definitely, different yes. place for sure. Yeah. Uh, so now what are you doing uh, in particular? So right now what I'm doing is um, I, I'm the coordinator between DJs and clubs and okay. also I'm the co-founder of one of the club in Asia. So what I've been doing recently is uh, I organize the DJs and, and also I bring them to Asia help them organize their schedule, help them to organize their events, and coordinate with the clubs. On the other yeah. hand, I help the particular club, which is called City Moves. Okay. I help them to design their club concept every, every single month. We're trying to do something new, like in comparison with other big clubs. Okay, so then every month there's a kind of theme yeah, so like traditionally, like for club, it's very cost driven. Like they just have to pay like half a mail to get like a top five DJ, and oh, so right. they expect a lot of people to come. But right. what I'm doing right now is kind of different. I'm I'm aiming for a more like experience, more like an experience uh, focus. So what I do is. But I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one. Like just listening music, music, and instant, instantly I have the vision in my head, like what surroundings can fit with the music. Oh yeah. So what I'm doing is I I put the vision into the reality. So we did, for example, we did last last uh, month was Halloween. Yes. So we did what we designed for the club is uh, called Lost in Tokyo. We did South Coast renovation for the entire club into like a traditional like Japanese culture theme. With also the beats and the music, we make it more like like Japanese beats. Mm. And we brought uh, Johan Miller, which is a Dutch uh, DJ, who came to support the the entire show. Yeah. And right now, this month, our theme is called uh, Dreaming of Rome. So. We're very interesting. Yeah, man. yeah. So we like wow. we can't we change our music and then we change the whole concept of the club. But doesn't this mean higher cost? So then, uh, you said half a mil for yep. a DJ for a yep. good DJ. Mm -hmm. uh, are you balancing those themes out? So then you, the reputation of the DJ is not as high, but then yep. because of the experience level, it's you can price. Yeah, it definitely. Same. Actually, like by doing the soft goods renovation, we actually don't spend a lot. Okay. Because after the renovation, we actually we sell all the concept, we sell all the equipments and renovations to other clubs, because we are, we kind of like act like a, a kind of similar like F&B incubator. We are like testing, we are like testing for the other clubs. We are testing the concepts. If it works well in my club, other clubs it want to buy well. the other clubs. Or we will expect this gonna work in my club, so they can just buy our renovations which are already installed. 
And so you have a supplier then uh, who then, you know, uh, gives you these almost it's soft goods renovation but it's replaceable yeah definitely okay so it's just like add-ons to the it just add-on yeah okay and is the club then designed as a multifunctional space yes uh, so that you know you can customize it yeah definitely so we just want to create the theme which fits the music yeah yeah so like what's in your mind actually it's in the reality so that's what we are doing let's go back to when you maybe started having yeah. this passion for music and events yeah because uh you know it's one thing to say you can visualize it it's one thing to say you can put it into reality yes. so so when did this whole visualization start for you with music yeah i would say i started like i've been like around the world since i was little from like from singapore to china to usa to switzerland so like I've been everywhere and I actually I've been to a lot of different clubs. So I actually got very inspired. What I believe at the beginning is music is a universal language. By attending to like Ultra and Tomorrowland, like those big music festivals. You've been like yeah, so what I learned from that is people from different countries attempt this event. Yep. But by listening to this to one particular music, everyone can dance out. So music is a universal language, and this is what I really appreciate and what I started to like learn from, learn more about the music. And so I started to like come up with my own idea, and I actually asked myself, how can I make like such events even better? How can I make people more enjoy this? And how can I cut my cost? Yeah, at the same time. Interesting, man. When did you start this? I started last year. So like the preparation took me about like one and a half a year. So and then like, I started to like, pitch to investors, and that took me another half a year. So in total, it took me, from the beginning stage till now, it actually took me, almost three years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But it was a lot of hard time, like especially like at the beginning, like you have to get all the network, you have to build your networks, you have to believe in your project before anyone else believe it was success. Yeah, you have to like absolutely. your brand before everyone like it. You have to love your brand so Definitely, much, like yeah. it just it's it's your baby almost. Yeah, that's that's what I think is the most important thing. Like a lot of the time, like people gonna people gonna judge you and you, you will judge yourself, and so like all the work you put in, you will be like, do do I, is this gonna work? Should I continue? And then, like, you really have to love your brand, the thing you create before anyone else like it. You know what I like about what you did is, like, uh, you were building all of this on the side, but no one knew about it, really. Yeah. Or who knew about it, uh, actually? I don't know. Because, uh, you know, uh, I guess it was not in university, in EHL, yeah. so then uh, you were building your network outside yeah. rather than, uh, you know, focusing on EHL. Yes. Okay. Just for me, I like to keep it low key, mm -hmm. and so like in school, like I really focus on my study, and also it's like I'm just a, I'm just I'm still like learning. I'm not like I'm not an expert. I'm just a beginner. Just a lot for me to learn, and yeah. so it's like I really don't see the point to like to waste of time. Just like talk about it, yeah. yeah. And uh, how many hours per day do you spend on this project? It really depends on the concept. For example, like b before the before big festival, like 
before holidays and before holidays, I have a lot of things to do. I have to redesign the concept mm -hmm. and find the most fitted DJ for the club and then do all those price negotiation, help them help the DJ to get the visa. And I also make sure there's like the smooth operation between clubs and DJs. Right. So like that's gonna take like a lot of time. But like if there's like if there's uh, usually it really depends. depends so once on what you once you kind of make this connection between the DJ yeah. and the theme and the club then your part of the job is over because I guess your co-founder over there yeah. is doing taking care of the actual operations. Definitely. So for me, like, I, I just I really focus on network building and also the concept de design. That's what I'm focusing on. And then the other co-founders, they, uh, they focus on the operation part. How do you uh, do these concept designs? How does that start? Yeah, so I actually... I actually found a lot of people from different universities. I brought people who never, never involved in music or event industry. So they came up like, for example, one of the co-founder is from uh, New York Film Academy. Nice. Yeah, he, he, never went, he never went to a club in his entire life. Wow. Yeah, but he came up with like really innovative ideas. So what I've been doing is like, I combined those uh, Ex in the expert in the industry with the the very people fresh fresh-minded people and then like I make sure they can work together and put up the ideas so we came up with more innovative ideas because what I believe is there's always a way to break the tradition and came up with new ideas but if you really stick with the experts in the industry you can never think outside of the box but without them you don't know your limit so it's a very important to strike a balance between them. That's very nice because it's like um, bringing people, a lot of hospitality companies right yes. now, it's like people from outside who yeah. are disrupting the industry, right? Yes. And uh, it's nice that you've already thought about it. You, it, it, it shows that you've thought about this a lot, you know? Yeah, I mean, uh, you can do like, everything. You can do anything, but not everything. Yeah. So you have to, at the end, like, if you want to make it big, you really have to bring people together and, like, just share your vision with them. You can never do it by yourself. Yeah. Uh, anything of interest then to EHL students? Uh, you know, what is... If, if they have a passion for events, uh, for music, what would your advice be then to just do it, you know? For music and events, I would say definitely, like, be more innovative. Like, think, really think outside of the box. And really, like, before, like, before you tell everyone your idea, really do your research first. Like, convince yourself first before you talk to others. Convince yourself first before you talk Definitely, to yeah. others. Because for me, like, when I actually came up with the idea to, like, open a club and do the, like, events organize, organizing, I really ask, I ask myself every day, like, how can I improve better? How can I improve myself? And after I convince myself, I start to talk with, uh, like, my, uh, the people I work with and I ask them for their opinion, like, what do you think of my idea? And I ask them for advice. And then I combine everyone's idea together and and then like complete the project. It, yeah. Improved it and it became Yeah, like now. for me, I believe every day I can improve this project a little bit better. Like the difference between extraordinary and ordinary is an extra little step. <laughs> and so for me, I really believe in this. And I try to make like small improvement like daily. So that's how, how I like came up with uh, all of this together. So guys, the advice from William, 
always take the extra step to become extraordinary, <laughs> right? It's actually learned from you, bro. Like, no, no. Yeah, from Boss Kwan, I watched <laughs> you like doing your own startups, and I was very inspired. You have never quit. You always like you follow up with your passion, and I really respect that. Thank you, man. Appreciate yeah. it, and uh, I'm sure all of our viewers will respect you too. Yeah. Thank you very much, bro. Thank you very much. Good talk. Pleasure, to you. man.